Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is Monday, August 31st on the day of recording. It is episode 71. I am your host, the ever-worn-out, COVID-free, and not-a-cake, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, the former mayor of Danger Bay, and the most eligible bachelor in Tallahassee, Kevin Costello. What's good, dude? Hey, you know, man, life is good. Uh, we, we got a fun couple months ahead of us, not only for me in Tallahassee, but as sports fans in general. College football is coming back. We got the NASCAR playoffs coming. And just it's, it's a good time to be alive. We, we've, I, I want to say we've roughed out the most shit that we've been through so far in 2020. But every day we get another thing that's like, you know, knocks us down. But we'll, we'll rise up above the challenges and uh, have the best rest of the year we can. Yeah, it's uh, it, it definitely. I think we've gotten through the rough patches. Now we're to where NASCAR has scheduled their playoffs. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be any more surprises. I think there might be some questions. Maybe I think with Truck and Xfinity, um, but for I the think most part, good I think, too. I think that's it's, good. Yeah, uh, IndyCar is ninety percent chance as far as Lee Diffie said that yeah. <laughs> Mid Ohio is good. So that's yeah. always a good uh, thing to hear. I'm sure we'll get two more races at Indy. Worst case scenario. Um, and F1 is uh, good to go at this point. We got a we got an oval, quote unquote yeah. asterisk oval. <laughs> That's I I DRS cannot wait slip for that stream race. Engage. Oh boy! So we got a I'm lot not... to talk about. So yeah. first of all, um, if you may notice, I'm not as energetic today. I am still very tired from recovering <laughs> from a long weekend in Daytona. Once again, I said I wouldn't go, but I went. I went with my friend Brandon. It was his first race since 2008, so I got to experience uh, commercial free. Daytona yeah. playoff cutoff race. Well, Kevin got to watch it in multiple different realities um, of on television and on his phone. Yeah. So I guess we'll get two different perspectives of how we saw things. But Kevin, I think we both can agree this is probably the best cutoff race we've had since 2004. Oh, agreed, 100. percent Yeah, I can't think of any other cutoff race where we've had we've we've you know we've had the storylines of points mm-hmm. and everything, but like the whole. Each moment is like, wow, you're always you're waiting for something to happen. Like, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. Richmond 2004, Jeremy redacted um, 
had an incredible race, awesome story. Made the the chase back then, and then yeah, this mm-hmm. year we get a first time winner, and on the first flip time. side of that, a, a an icon of the sport who is no longer eligible for his yeah. eighth and final championship, which is sad to say, but also I think we expected it, so it's not as bad. I will say, I was at the race the last time Jimmy Johnson was championship eligible in 2018 at the Roval. So, oh, history. I, I, Whoa, I witnessed, yeah. it, I I witnessed history. I have Whoa. witnessed a lot of history in my life. Um, I was there for Jimmy Johnson's first ever race at Daytona in 2002. <laughs> my first uh, ever race at Daytona. And uh, I was there for his last. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin... Before we get into anything, um, they did a great job for Jimmy Johnson at the track because they had a lot 48 salute. I was going to stand up anyways, but they, they told everyone to get on, on your feet and celebrate Jimmy Johnson on lap 48. And I was getting up anyways because I was going to go to the bathroom when the, <laughs> when the stage ended. I was preemptively getting ready to dart out of that section. But um, yeah, it was really cool. But I, I don't think – I think as a NASCAR fan – there has never been anything cooler I think I've ever witnessed than after that first big one when Jimmy Johnson got involved. He's on pit road and red flags out, and they bring out the hacksaw, like the little Martin Truex Jr. (laughs) uh, chainsaw out there to to get the car, and you just start hearing the crowd, come on, Jimmy, get back out there, and everyone just starts cheering. And as soon as he got off of pit road and those cars were coming around turn three, like you could just the crowd erupted. Like it was the biggest roar I'd heard. And it was that little of fans too. Like mm-hmm. it was it was so cool, man. Like like it was genuinely I'm not even a Jimmy Johnson fan. I stood up and cheered also. I was like, you know, this is awesome. This is yeah, that's, really cool. That's the one thing about reduced capacity crowds is that you know the people that are gonna make the time and effort to secure those limited tickets, they're gonna mm-hmm. be the diehards. So like juxtaposed to I'm not going to say every race is, you know, the, I feel like, where should I go with this? So I feel like at F1, at least what I see on TV is every person or at least 90% of the people know what's going on. Like in qualifying, they're going ballistic for a, <laughs> a lap time and you're like, holy crap. But like, you don't, you don't hear that a lot at, I feel like every NASCAR race, obviously with every big wreck, everyone and their mother is like, Oh, but like to actually understand what that meant right there in that moment for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Like you said, that's, that's such a cool moment. And I'm glad you got to witness that live. I will say, man, I, I thought for a second, especially with every single time a car went around on the last lap, uh, Jimmy could potentially, uh, knock the Benedetto out of there. And, um, I, I, I will say it's easy to keep your eye on the highlighter the entire time around the track <laughs> it, it, it stands out like a sore thumb and i i appreciated it and god my heart sank every time i saw some smoke <laughs> on those jimmy, last 10 laps jimmy never lost a lap right never lost a lap he finished four points behind a bandetto for the cutoff oh that was it according to jimmy i didn't actually look at the uh, official okay official but he got out of the car he was doing his interview and he said man four points can't believe it and, and uh, yeah, yeah like, you know, those four points could have gone a long way at a racetrack like Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, where, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. But at the same time as a Matt Benedetto fan, it's like this is exactly what we needed was to for like luck to be on his side. Mm-hmm. But at what cost? I mean, I think you look ahead to what this really means in terms of the actual championship we're awarding this year. 
if we're going to be completely blunt, there's a good chance both of those guys weren't going to make it to the round of 12 or or maybe yeah. round of 12, or round of 8 for yeah, definitely not say round of 8. More miracles likely. can happen, but I feel like they both mm-hmm. haven't shown the consistent speed for it. So like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it does suck for Jimmy. Awesome for Matt. It's in the end of the day. Not a huge deal, because especially with the playoff field being as big as it is now, like back in 2010, or not 2010, 2004, with the uh, Jeremy Mayfield Hail Mary at the oh, end. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, also the points were all like back to zero, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. They so, didn't like, have playoff points and, and shit. Like yeah. they basically had, um, I think it was like you got every, like where you finished in the regular season, you got an extra two points, I think, or something, or 10 points. That's what know. I'm saying. Like it meant so much more to be in that final 10 and finally get there because you had a legitimate shot at winning the championship and yeah. i mean where, whereas you do now don't get me wrong but yeah you, right you need a lot more you need a lot more luck to go along with it uh mm-hmm. these days than in the past yeah well we'll get to all that we're gonna have two shows this week for the first time in a while god i yeah, yeah probably just last year yeah i think last year we had two mm-hmm. episodes around this time we did the fail race interview and then we did the uh, the, the playoff uh, episode. So basically, we're doing the same thing this year. And we also have another gamer on the podcast. We'll have Daniel Botafogo on sometime after the F1 segment. So make sure to stay on for that. But going back to Daytona, I mean, as a, like the fan perspective, it, it was definitely, I felt like the entire time, okay, when are they going to start wrecking? There's no way... <laughs> they're just going to ride around and, and, and do the best they can. Like, I get it's a cutoff race and they don't want to be too eager, but at the same time, there's like 10 guys in the top 20 that don't have a win yet that, uh, you know, it, it, it could, it could get to that point. And as soon as Tyler Reddick took the lead, that's when, you know, it started hitting the fan. Yeah. I, the moment for me that I was like, okay, they're a hundred percent going to wad up half the field here was as soon as that caution came out with like, 15 to go 20 to yeah. go maybe for the the rick Ware obligatory caution the 51 like blew a tire or something oh um, yeah that like and, and i was like when they're they're bunched out the field they're getting all these pet docs from your crew chief it's like look crunch time send don't lift all that i was like yeah and then sure enough like back to back big wrecks we didn't have like like a you know massive 20 car pile up they were both probably at least eight oh. cars in both of those i mean they wreck- were big enough yeah, Reddick's yeah, move out- was so ballsy. <laughs> Even yeah. Junior was commenting it, and he was like, "How oh, we passed it? Oh my god, wall!" Like it was so yeah. cool to see live. And that, I mean, I mean, good on Reddick. I mean, he he had the balls to make that move. Yeah, he sent it a little bit too far, but that's that's part of it. Yeah, no, I mean, I was even, like, before that lap, they got four wide. Elliot pushed it four wide coming mm-hmm. around that uh, trial. And I, I looked at my buddy. I'm like, yeah, they're wrecking on this lap. Yes. We even had a bet, <laughs> and we were like, okay, which part of the track are they wrecking at? And I said, out of turn four. That's where the big one's happening. So I was just Pretty focused much. on that, yeah. that whole <laughs> lap. I'm like, yeah, there's no way they make it as. As soon as Reddick took the lead, boom, there, there they I go. I mean, we, we've learned firsthand – at Talladega, it is going into turn three is when everything hits the fan uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. But yeah, yeah with, with Daytona, I feel like turn one, more so this weekend. Um, I know the Xfinity, I want to say, had a couple wrecks there as well. But yeah, that, that first yeah, one Yeah, a Reddick couple wrecks was... that no one caught on camera. <laughs> yeah, except Christian. He was there. Oh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, yeah. He's always there. Um... Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
awesome way to end that race. Good on those guys for keeping it as clean as long as they did. I feel bad for the Stuart Haas guys, though, at the end, because they, even my recall said, yeah, like, they, he was like, yeah, they're just riding around. I mean, they're all locked in. Might as well not tear up your stuff. And I'm pretty sure they all got damaged at the end. Every single car got (laughs) damaged. Which I know, I know Tony's thrilled about for sure. Um, Gene could care less. But yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure Gene is just like put put them all on like a medical bed and create Frankenstein's monster out of that's carnage. what I'm saying. Yeah, like Tony, <laughs> one perfect but, vehicle. Tony was probably you know saying to himself, you know, what, we didn't wreck enough cars today. We pretty probably should have done that figure eight circuit, and then mm-hmm. we tend to go you know run half uh, the cars forward and half the cars backwards. All yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, classic. Blame Goodyear tires. Should put yes. Pirellis on them. <laughs> um. um Anything else that you want to highlight from the race that you saw in person? I mean, good on Will Byron. He was definitely driving like a pissed off European on that second big one that uh, took Logano <laughs> out. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of people yelling, "Oh, Logano! Oh, Bubba! Yeah. Oh, Matt De Benedetto! Oh!" And then it was pretty obvious that Will Byron was, uh, you know, and then or well, not Will Byron. Will Byron was the one that pretty much set the 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 whole thing flying but him and denny or logano and denny getting into it yeah pretty much started that whole thing so uh good that on, move by good logano, guys. that move logano by logano was a passenger on the uh coming to two to go right before the the bubba wreck and the jimmy wreck all that um where he went from outside to inside and like got him right mm-hmm. before the start finish line that reminded me so much of the last lap of the 500 in 2019 because i i remember where i was viewing from like we had a straight shot going into turn one and like logano literally pulled that same move it wasn't for first but like this man just makes ballsy moves i want to say stenhouse made the same move at Vega uh when we were there in the fall and it's it's so cool with this package those it's not no get me wrong it's not the uh the super suck package that we saw in person but super safe suck yeah, super safe. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, precisely. Hey, man, I will say all all those wrecks we saw, even the one, um, the second big one, or I think it was the second big one. Someone went head on in the wall. I never felt like anyone was in like serious danger, and it honestly was really nice because it's like you know, hey, this is uh, this is this is good racing, and I don't have to worry about anyone absolutely just dying in front yep. of me. So that's it. Yeah, like you said, it, it's a good thing. I feel yeah. like the hardest hit I saw was on the last lap. LaJoy got turned into the outside wall, but at least he he was at a better angle because they were already going straight there. Like it wasn't like someone going into the turn and then already going up the banking and hitting the wall, kind of like Newman and, did. Uh, Has that car finished a single race this year? I think I saw somewhere that of the four races, it's been crashed out in three. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but that's the best car, Kevin. You don't understand. That's the best car. <laughs> they were leading, right? That car in walls, man. Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I just want to give a shout out to um to Daniel Suarez leading a couple of laps there in stage two. That was really oh, yeah. awesome. Ty Dillon doing pretty well, almost one stage two. Uh, it's it was nice to see Daniel Suarez back in the lead of a race, and you know that's a Big, big step in the right direction for that team. Even <laughs> if they did finish in 26th, you know, it's still still nice to see them out front getting that exposure. At the party um, I was at on Saturday night, so I had a fantasy football draft going on. Yeah. So that's why I watched Yeah, by the way, that looked race. awesome. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, but 
when he took the lead, I was like, hey, guys, not to, like, interrupt the draft or anything, but the guy leading the race right now, I did indeed beat him in Mario Kart earlier this year. Just want to make that known. I tweeted that out. Suarez ended up liking it after the race, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> Do you think maybe that's why Suarez ended up in the 96? Is no one trusted him because a, a, a college student beat him in Mario Kart? I mean, I thought about that, say, did you? You may have ruined Daniel Suarez. I'm not going to say on the direct cause, but there's probably at least 90% blame on me. I think you live in his head rent free. I, I, I mean, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was that was really a nice little somber moment. A uh, good moment. Uh, I don't know how Brennan Gone does this every single time. It <laughs> feels like if he's not wrecking, he's finishing the, the top ten. Lap. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he's if he doesn't wreck, he finishes in the top ten. It's as simple yeah. as that. All Second he has to do is 10. keep all four wheels on the ground. He's good. I think that does Brennan Gone have more top tens this season than. Matt Kenseth? No. I'm trying to think of a driver. He has more top 10s than that would be funny to say out loud. <sighs> Brandon Gone has more top 10s than Corey LaJoy. I'm pretty sure of it. I will double down Damn. on that by clicking on his name and that seeing makes, that Corey that LaJoy has one top 10 this year. Yep, Brandon Gone has more than that. <laughs> <Ha-ha-ha>. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, shouts out to Chris Busher Once again, another top 10. My only mm-hmm. savior of the night. Pretty yeah. much because Austin Dillon and... Uh, and Kyle Busch did not do very well for me in points. Yeah, my, um, uh, my I got two stage wins with my favorite. And uh, I, that doesn't mean anything. I, I know. <laughs> Fucking hate to see um, that, but. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and Bubba with a top five. Yeah. Good, good for Bubba. Bubba. Another, I mean, he him had, a shot. That, had, had a shot. That would have been a story. But I knew with that, with the damage he got there with Byron, like you said, driving like a pissed off European. Um, that was his race right there, barring yeah. anything weird. You know, <laughs> honestly, this is two races in a row or three races in a row, maybe. I think that Hendrick has had three top ten finishes. Uh, they're coming on strong. Are, yeah, they're getting hot at the right time. Yeah, uh, I saw Bowman, honestly. After the Saturday race at Dover uh, two weekends ago, someone tweeted out on the subreddit or posted on the subreddit saying... Of all the drivers in the like top something in points, like 25, 20, I don't know. Um, Byron was the only one without a top five finish, and now he has two top five finishes in a row. <laughs> there it is. And I'm yeah, sure because well, I brought that up, that streak will end at Darlington, but sorry. Well, he, he, he's a cup winner now. Um, I have a weird statistic, Kevin, that um, kind of boggled those. my mind. So um, weird stat time. Will Byron got his first career win at age 22, I believe it's nine months and one day. Mm-hmm. Jeff Gordon got his first career cup win at 22 years, nine months, and 25 days. The difference between those two winners is 24 days. That's incredible. That's Do you think that we say. may have witnessed history on Saturday with the next Jeff Gordon? I actually had this conversation with my uncle today. He sent me that same stat. <laughs> um, Crazy, though. Like, that is such a weird coincidence. I said, I don't think so. <laughs> Just because, I mean, it, it took, what, Gordon one year. Well, Jeff to, Gordon, it didn't even take him a year. It really took a year and a half. Like, and it took half a year. Yeah, it took, he won, yeah, he won no. his rookie season, did he not? No, his rookie season was 93. And he really oh, didn't so he didn't much. win until 94? Yes, but, like, as soon as he started, he won the championship that next year. So, like, I don't think Byron, anyone's going to say he's a championship favorite for 2021 as of now. Yeah, no. Um, 
And I still you know, think your first win a restrictor plate race is always like an asterisk. That's yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. He he probably could prove us wrong, but like I was saying, Gordon has four championships, ninety three wins. Byron ends up with at most. Oh, uh, from what I'm seeing now, obviously it could change at most. 20 wins, which, like, don't get me wrong. That's a great career. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to the Jeff Gordon. Well, you know, Will Byron has this crazy thing of being 22 years old. And, you yeah. know, I think drivers don't really start That's hitting the peaks <laughs> until they're about 30. So let's uh, yeah. let's cool it. Um, yo, uh, one last thing before we move to Expandy. You want to tell me what's missing from this list? So at the end of the race, NASCAR put up a little... Uh, thing on the Daytona big screen that said uh, first time winners at the uh, Coca-Cola zero 400, whatever race it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was uh, Will Byron, 2020 JJ, uh, sorry, Justin Haley, 2019 Eric Almirola, 2014 David Reagan, 2011. And we're all just looking at that. Like, Hmm, something's missing from this list, but we can't put our finger on it. It's almost it's, like in 2018. I feel like that happened, right? Yeah, you know, there was this driver. That year he existed. had this crazy-looking hair. I think his name was Eric Jones. Yeah, I think that I... his first career win at Daytona. They but really color, didn't have I might that? be wrong. They really didn't have that. They really didn't have it. And me and my buddy Matt looked at each other like, the absolute disrespect That's that Eric Jones Sheesh. has been receiving the last <laughs> month of his life Yikes. is just preposterous. Yeah. What <laughs> makes it worse is that he literally won a race there earlier this year with the class. Yeah. With the <laughs> so it's not like you can just car. forget about the guy. That's wow. Okay. <sighs> Yikes. Uh, I hope Yikes. Eric Jones just says, I hate this. I'm going to IndyCar. <laughs> do they have, do they have um, Biffle and Jeff Burton on that list too? Um, I, I want to say they, they only made the list for the last 10 years because okay. they didn't have Biffle on it. Cause trust me, I would, I would have yeah. been throwing stuff on the you track. You would have climbed that catch fence. And, I would uh, I, yeah. I would be foaming at the mouth ready to just eat someone's jaw off. Like, are you kidding me? How do you That's take off the funny. Biff? Oh, uh-huh. and we'll get into the Biff. We got some uh, Biff action this weekend coming up. Oh, Kevin. we do. Oh, we do. But before wow. we get to that, let's talk some Xfinity nonsense yeah. and how Brandon Jones is a patsy for Timmy Hill being a terrible driver. <laughs> I will say, yeah, that, that finish. <laughs> I, I was at a party on Friday night. And I didn't get to see the ending live, but like, because I, I literally mm-hmm. texted you. I said, "Okay, colleagues got this." Um, yeah, and left. And they, I mean, they still got it, but yeah. But at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? Two race cars actually. Is did the, you is win the, the race? Yes. What yes. did it cost? My first and second place drivers wrecked <laughs> yeah. each other, so my third place driver would win. How funny would have that been, though? Like, if if all three, that would have been key. Because I literally like. Going, Ross Chastain's he, getting fired on the spot. Yeah, throughout that. No, I'd say Almendinger. I think that was Almendinger's fault. Yeah, it, it, at first it was like, oh man, Chastain should not have like you know done anything. But they were getting squirrely there, and mm-hmm. Almendinger cleared himself the same way Jones cleared himself. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I Almendinger yeah. took a huge hit from that. Yeah, that was. I'm I'm glad he's good. Um, yeah, I mean Justin Haley has now crossed. How, how, how am I going to word this correctly? Because I was going to say he's crossed the finish line first three years in a row at Daytona in uh, the summer weekend. But he, he got robbed of the win in 2018. 
Um, mm-hmm. You can make your call on that. I think he did go below the yellow line, but some people are like, talk well, about it. yeah, yeah. And then I was going to say he won last year, but did he technically cross the finish line? Because he, I, mean, I don't think I officially where they ended up parking on pit road. I don't know if they crossed the start finish line. So he might've won that race without completing a lap. That's insane. Or com- without leading a lap. You know, Lanny Castle should probably get on that because he would be the winner, I think. Yeah, that was... Yeah. yeah. If we go back to the last scoring loop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, good for Haley. Um, We're we're still robbed of that Chastain win this year that we've been talking about, but good on him for trying. Obviously, Mm -hmm. things happen to racing. Um, I'm super curious to how Talladega races now because it it was clear they were the... Pretty much like the perfect picture of a teamwork first Well, wait, team. they're not racing at Talladega in the fall, Kevin. Oh, oh, but they are, Anthony. Wait, they moved it into the fall. There's a fall expanding Talladega race now. Yes. Oh, God. I know. So <laughs> we'll see how that team dynamic is once they're all out there. I'd, I'd hope they'd say, you know what, literally just a mistake. Um I mean, all, all yeah. men, like it's it comes from two ways. It's Chastain is in a position where he needs playoff points, and obviously yeah. he's going to go for the win. But also, Almendinger doesn't get a lot of these shots, and you got to make the most of them when you can. Yeah. Uh, so it's sucks. Hopefully, they improve upon it, and if not, congrats to Justin Ilya getting his third Super Speedway race win in a row at the upcoming mm-hmm. Cal Day race. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah. Uh, it was just, it wasn't a lot going on. It pretty much was just setting themselves up for the last lap, but they didn't disappoint. I think they started yeah. getting squirrely with three to go, but um, yeah, I, I really just don't think Xfinity with this car and, and the low downforce actually works very well at um, these races. They're, they're too wild in the pack to uh, make it work, and they'd rather be single file. At least that's what I've gathered from the last couple it, of races it, they've had. It reminds me of the 2018 cup series package with the low down yeah, course like the one where you just couldn't get a good run yeah like i'm not gonna say it's to the level of the the fall talladega race that year where Stuart haas could have lapped the field if it went green um the whole way <laughs> but it's yeah i i hope they change it for next year i know we're big proponents of cost saving you know save where you can but also if you can implement a package at those races next year where it's you know high downforce not like not we're not hoping for super suck or anything here but maybe i mean they could put like just a little bit of a bigger spoiler i think that's what i'm saying yeah give them something to rely on because you you want to you hate seeing these guys running single file against the outside because it's literally the only way that they are are sure they cannot spin out and then as soon as someone passes you don't want them getting you know you, you want people to make bold moves and not have and not get destroyed. Spinning yeah. out. Yeah. 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 Well, Kevin, did you watch the uh, truck race? I did not, but okay. I did well, see Well, we, we can just ignore it then. Okay. There was no Shut. truck race. Anything you heard about it was a complete <laughs> lie fabrication created by Mike Helton to keep you in your houses <laughs> and uh, drinking the sheep juice. So uh, Congratulations no to uh, Sheldon Creed. I almost Creed. said Zane Smith, Smith won that race. Yeah, Sheldon yeah. Creed won again. This is absolutely third win on the season. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, he absolutely. I think it was Creed. He bodied someone for the lead. I want to say it was Gilliland. 
Um, okay, that I, I felt like I saw that tweet. We, it, like, it just, wasn't on purpose, but he he was he had a good run late. in the inside and just sent it, and Gillen went straight into the fence. Didn't cause I don't <sighs> think it caused a caution, but like he he went from fourth to first to fourth or fifth just by that little boot. And uh, I mean, yeah, congrats for Creed. That's now two of the three of their triple truck challenge, whatever it's called. I don't know what um, it's called. I, I think if he wins the next that. race, he gets a. Uh, actually, is that the last one? Oh yeah, they did race at Dover, so he won two out of the three of those, which means he got I think like a hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus. Good for him. Ain't, ain't bad for a truck driver. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, man. Ain't bad at all. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Johnny from, stinks. Yeah, that was about it from the truck race. I guess if we want to stay on topic there, though. So the truck did race at Worldwide Technology at Gateway Motorsports Park. Thank you very right, much. There you go. Yep. Um, and IndyCar also raced there yes, not once, but twice this weekend. And yeah, they did. Anthony, after just watching the uh, the race highlights on YouTube, how, what were your thoughts? Um, I mean, IndyCar always seems to have an issue with, um, you know, getting around uh cars at ovals it, it just seems to always be kind of about if there's lapped uh cars in front of you basically how yeah. well you can figure that out but i mean they still managed to put on an exciting race um first race scott dixon was able to well basically all the penske guys got screwed over by just a bad timed uh caution flag basically helped dixon award and and sato race each other sato had a bad pit stop at the end and uh drove mm-hmm. drove alexander rossi style without uh wrecking himself so i mean you know I, I don't know how sato is just so good at this age but man he's really coming on <laughs> in his age 43 season almost won back-to-back gateway races uh from last year i want to say it's a japanese thing yeah but i also feel like that sounds super racist at the same time i mean but you but gotta understand. Saying. No, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. Sato is a very wise driver. He oh, ages like way, a, he ages like fine wine. Yeah, he really yeah. he's like Kevin Harvick. I think obviously not <laughs> at the level of Kevin Harvick, but like you know he's just gotten better with age, and now he's driving incredibly well and incredibly aggressive at the right times. It's yeah, not it. It, it was very impressive to see him run down Dixon. Obviously, Dixon was playing a little bit of a strategy there, like hey. I can keep Sato in front of me, but I don't want to do have anything to do with these lap cars in front of me. And um, yeah, Dixon won his fiftieth race. Good for him. It's like third all time in IndyCar. Fifty. Um, That's crazy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he know, hit right? the fifty mark. Yeah, he had an awesome mask that made me feel like uh, <laughs> I ate a tiny stamp. So that was right. cool. Um, and then uh you know i mean hey just a a solid solid overall day for the championship on saturday and then sunday comes around and i'm telling you man i i mentioned it at uh road america but pato award man he's he's gonna win a race this year at some point thought it was gonna be sunday i mean he's he's only got five races left assuming mid-ohio can uh get going hopefully yeah i I still think i still think he's going to win a road course race he was very very good at road Road America and that Aero McLaren team has been uh, an absolute shocker this year with how well they've performed. Yeah, I, I mean, I was rooting for him both races, especially that second race because he was closing in at the end, and uh, mm-hmm. that untimely caution came out. And yeah, sucked, classic. Sucked that they couldn't get a freaking green flag finish there. Sorry, I had to go on a little rant. No, I, I knew that was your take. I already I, knew that. I, I, I think I've come way. to terms. It wasn't even that bad. 
I think I've come to terms with if you want to keep the Indy 500 and its prestige, okay, no green white checkered and or anything like that. 500 miles is 500 miles. Yeah. But at the same time, if you have another race, especially where they literally just pulled the lap count out of their ass for a race, has has no meaning to whatever the lap count is, at least have the chance at a green white checkered or a three yeah, lap shootout. You know, like you know, I was Roger saying, Roger Penske last week. would come over there and beat up the IndyCar officials that he actually employed. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like I, I like I said, get it for the Indy 500, but maybe not at road courses. To well, may, I I mean, if it's on the if it's on the last lap and yeah. someone wrecks, yeah. But when there is no good reason that at a race with a random. <laughs> With that, a random um, lap count, mileage count has to 100% end on that lap count because of, you know, my tradition, all that stuff with a race, with with something that doesn't have tradition. So I don't see why they can't have a green white checkered at a race like Gateway. I Fair digress. Enough. I'll give you that. I'll give I you digress. that. Like, um, if, if I'm giving up my my opinion on the Indy 500... I feel like I, I need some some take on another. No, I'll I'll it. agree with you on this because like definitely the, it wasn't even a wreck on that four to go. It was just someone yeah, that, got out of it. It was very NASCAR esque. went high. But I mean, again, he did clip the wall. Yeah, there was there was worry from IndyCar officials that hey, he's gonna have to come back down low. He might spin. You know, Indy cars are more liable to go flying to Saturn if they really feel like it. <laughs> like um, we, we've. That's not as bad as cars literally getting loose. In, I've seen the movie Driven, okay? I saw Max <laughs> Pappas go flying 40 feet in the air. It is possible. <laughs> My favorite um, caution call, or I guess, you know, least favorite, but favorite to talk about was the, uh, it was at Richmond, either 2016 or 2017. Matt Kenseth was leading the race, sent it too hard in the turn three, locked up his tires, was nowhere near the wall, just like had some brake slide, and NASCAR saw... Oh my God! Smoke! Someone blew an engine, and then called the caution for he literally the leader just making, missing his breaking point. And I'm like, that's, uh. Uh, that's <laughs> so it wasn't that bad, right there, man. That's it, it wasn't that bad, but like still, it's uh, yeah. I mean, your point. They they do indeed go to Saturn every now and then, so you don't want that happening. But at least yeah. give it a little bit of time. I mean, also, like, I guess maybe the start on Saturday wasn't the most convincing that these drivers can handle restarts or starts in general. Um, yeah, I think they need to do that, a lot better job at policing that, too. That's another thing, especially that in the was Indy, like, yeah, obviously Indy 500. The start, the start was like, no one was getting going. Normally, I feel like these cars get going in, like, three and four, and, like, they were just taking their sweet time, it felt like. But yeah. at like, the same I, I hate... time, as a safety thing, like, you can't be having cars pass on the inside well before, the like, the the, the leaders are even past the start-finish line. Like, that's just asking for trouble. And, and Rossi, the Mr. I-can't-seem-to-get-my-way-out-of-trouble here, uh, once again, just got taken out by it. a lot of good cars. I mean, uh, Rossi literally was just like trying to get underneath Veach or Veach underneath Rossi. Someone, someone was trying to get underneath someone's car and re and re reciprocate. So um, that's yeah. not even a word. Anyways, <laughs> I love I love how each motorsport has its own strengths, but there's some glaring weaknesses within every one. And I'd say one for IndyCar that NASCAR does a great job at is policing restarts. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot pass below a certain point on the track yeah. before you get to the start finish line. Like at, literally in the Indy 500, 
whoever restarts second is usually first by the time they get to the yard of bricks. Yeah. Because the slipstream there is insane, especially on a restart. And like you there is no situation where you should penalize the leader for being the leader. I, I don't know. That's that's my thing. How I, dare like, you be a good car, you you bastard. Right, yeah. It's, Get back. I, I just think a simple solution to that is, okay, tell them, one, you can't restart before a certain point, and if you do pass the person in front of you, you're you're going to have a drive-through penalty. Now, I get that leads to a slippery slope of, you know, the leader checking up and until and getting a good run into turn one. But, I, like, I, like, a restart zone, I feel like would be great. Something like that. Yeah, um, just avoid avoid car sex if you can yeah, have it because Zach Beach was trying to really get it in there. Yeah, he. Uh, what a great uh, shout out to the Arca series right there though by by Zach Beach really promoting that event because Arca was later that night. I'm pretty sure Ty Gibbs won. If yeah, not three races in one day, damn. If it, if, if not Sam Mayer, I don't know. One of them always wins it. Here, um, uh, let's play everyone's favorite game. Who, which who two won drivers Arca? won the Arca race? It was Ty Gibbs. <laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure he won there last year too. <laughs> See, um, yeah, Beach. Chandler Smith actually finished in second. Everyone's favorite uh, driver, the number four uh, Kyle Busch racing Toyota truck truck next year. Yes. That was a yes. terrible joke. I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah. All I, right. I don't want. I never like to call out drivers, but like, I'm I'm starting to question why Veach is in that series. I want to say it's his third year, um, second at least second full time. Put year, Connor and... Daly back in the 26. Let's just That's what that. I'm saying. Get get Daly shown he is capable. Of yeah, I mean that Gallagher car was once again running near the top ten. Yeah, but, um, I mean on on Saturday, I want to say we can't have that Saturday. conversation yet. On Sunday. Veach was, I want to say four laps down, like on pace. Yeah, and it's like well, your teammates with Rossi, um, Andretti. He has to be bringing in like Gamebridge money or something. He does. No, no, like, like that's yeah. the thing. He brings in sponsorship. I get that. But if I'm Gamebridge, I want to promote my brand. Um, if he still has one year left on the contract, great. But then after that, if he's having the results that he is now, I think there's a serious conversation that needs to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Kevin, you ready for the F one minute? I am. Yeah. Uh, it's the F. It's the F. Yeah. Okay. Sorry okay. to our viewers for having to deal with that. Yeah, I, I jumped the the start a little there early. Um, unlike Lewis Hamilton, though, who just completely dominated the entire no F one weekend. Well, they did pass, but they sure finished in the same position they started. Mm-hmm. But it basically. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, my my favorite though this year. Yes, oh, thank God. Max Verstappen made it a full lap. He did, yeah. Good for yeah. good for Max. It's like the first time in three years, I think, of this track. <laughs> my uh, favorite moment though of the weekend, I turned on. I actually woke up for qualifying on Saturday morning, which I was surprised about. Um, but after it was right after the news of the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, aka Black Panther, which yes. I mean, at least for me, I'm a huge Marvel fan. That that hit me like of a yeah. like a freight train. Um, mm-hmm. And so after as soon, first thing he said on the radio was, "Guys, that pulls for Chadwick." Chadwick. Yeah, Bozen, didn't he do the Wakanda forever? Yeah, he gets out of the car and literally like first motion is he stands on the halo or wherever he's standing and does the 
Wakanda Forever arm cross. And I was like, I am it's tearing awesome. up right now at 9.45 on a Saturday morning. Um, yeah, that was it was such a cool tribute. Good for Hamilton. And then, yeah, carried that speed into the race on Sunday and mm-hmm. completely wiped the field. Yeah, I have no problem, really, with the, of all the seasons for Lewis Hamilton to get a championship. This is probably the most important uh, for so many reasons, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've I've pretty much come to terms that Lewis Hamilton is the greatest of our generation, even though we literally just had the greatest of our generation like 10 years ago or 15 years ago with Michael Schumacher. It's like Lewis has been someone I've watched from his first season in McLaren to now on the verge of a seventh championship with Mercedes. Good so point. I guess six of the Mercedes seventh overall, but yeah, it's, 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 he, it's really been a, a very, very cool ride and he's nowhere near done. Yeah. I'm legit at the point where I could confidently say right now, and this is a huge praise, but that Lewis Hamilton is the greatest race car driver of all time. Yeah. And, and I'm talking across every motorsport. I know, I know it's hard to compare, especially because, you know, he, he's only raced formula one where you got guys like Mario Andretti who have won every, everything pretty much. Across yeah, but all it's series. not like the 1960s, 1970s. That's know. what I'm saying too. Like for, and I get like level of competition, especially in the mm-hmm. car hybrid era hasn't been there, but even in the years when he was in his early career with either Mercedes and McLaren, when they had not the best car and that showed he has won a race and every season he has competed in, which is that's so hard. I genuinely point. don't know if anyone else has ever done that in a top uh, racing I could series. Look Michael Schumacher stats. Cause he had like a crazy run from like 94 to 2006, but he only got a win in 2005. Cause like three fourths of the field said, mm, my tires go burr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was that his only um, one that year? Yeah, that was his only one. I watched oh, a man. bunch of F1 season reviews, and I was like, oh, wow, man. that really is the only race that Ferrari won. And that was a really bad car. Yeah. Um, that, uh... Speaking of Ferrari, um, complete <laughs> opposite side of the spectrum. Their drivers finish in 14th and 13th. I won't even say respectively. That's pretty embarrassing <laughs> if you're Ferrari. Yeah, the they two are. Scudera Alpha Tories were like, mm, we got points in our eyes. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen was the highest finishing Ferrari powered car which is kind of funny because uh, people wait, were saying no, yeah. alfatari oh wait they're honda but they're scudera honda oh yeah That's... um no but reckon they were saying it was like oh congrats on uh his promotion from ferrari <laughs> to uh alfatari because it <laughs> might as well be. they they were faster this weekend it's just it's i'm happy for their team principal and everyone at ferrari that monza is spectatorless this upcoming weekend because it's gonna be really embarrassing those boos oh my god like the the cheers that you heard last year when leclerc crossed the finish line first is going to be polar opposite it's it's mm-hmm. like they, they would probably i'm not gonna get there but they would do bad gestures that. to that team like it's yeah yeah but, but I'm, I'm i'm here for the comedy so um, shouts out to <laughs> Renault though. Renault. Yeah. Renault. And Renault legit has a chance at a podium next week. Cause they're, they're super good on the straights and Monza mm-hmm. is. Literally yeah. I just... can't believe, I can't believe we're saying that. Like they're good at like straight line speed. That's crazy. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, Ricardo was in fourth and if he stays there next weekend, all he needs is one of the top three to fall out kind of like this weekend for that podium. Uh, 
everyone's been talking about it, but that tattoo that uh, the team boss at Renault has to get if Ricardo gets a podium with them. Because Renault hasn't had a podium. I don't even know if they've had a podium in this hybrid era. I'm not going to look it up. I, I don't. I don't feel like it. I haven't had it since I started I watching like in it. like 2017, 18, and I like this is the first year that I've watched every race. Um, but I know good I for Renault. To... I, I love Danny Rick. Danny Rick's an awesome Danny guy. He's awesome. Everything about him is. I'm a fan of Ockham. He's been yes. great. He, yeah, he has they don't been good. Have, they don't have constructor construct constructors. Um, as like an uh. That thing podium. you can look the championships yeah. up, which is stupid. Well, I don't know why Racing Reference is like that. I'm sure I could go to another website, but I really feel like looking it up. And the answer is no. Yeah, but I digress on that. Going back to Spa to round out our F1 minute, um, really nothing much in the race except for Giovinazzi once again did uh, did not finish a race at Spa because of a crash, and Russell mm. was just in the wrong place, wrong time. Luckily, he. Uh, I thought Russell was good... just like, oh, I guess we're all wrecking. Yeah, luckily he had good reaction skills because yeah. that that tire bouncing across the track, you never want to see that. And mm-hmm. thank God for the halo. Car, yeah, it didn't get to the point where it was going to hit the halo, but just to have that secondary thing there that you don't, it's one less thing to worry about. Um, exactly. And shout out to F1 for mandate and that. There's still something to figure out with those tires staying on because there's been a couple times where the tires just rip off, and I don't know if the tethering's not strong enough or what. Um, but definitely need to uh, look into that. All right. So this has been a long episode, and I hope you guys are ready for it to get a little bit longer. We had a nice interview. Well, I had a nice interview with with the Season 2 E-NASCAR Heat champion, Daniel Botafuco, driver of the number 13 Jermaine Gaming Chevrolet uh, over on the Xbox side. Go Xbox. Um (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we had a really nice conversation, you know, Daniel is a really good friend of mine and, um, you know, I've been rooting him on all season and we had a really uh, fun time talking about, uh, you know, his, his final race with the uh, bump hurt around the world and, uh, you know, just kind of the, how he practices and what he does in his free time with gaming. So without further ado, here's our interview with uh, Daniel Botafuco. All right, I am joined by Daniel Botafuco, the 2020 NASCAR Heat E champion. I, don't, I didn't say that right, did I? It's NASCAR <laughs> E NASCAR yeah, E Heat champion. E NASCAR Heat Pro. E NASCAR Heat champion. Thank there you. you. Yeah. All right, I did my best there. I oh, I am joined though by Daniel this afternoon, um, driver of the number 13 Jermaine Gaming uh, Chevrolet. So how's it going, Dan? It's going pretty good. Uh, been had had a busy week so far with all the media stuff but i had fun yeah and, uh, yeah it's been really Dude, good talk about that man you got a little bit of an instant rise to fame going on so how are you handling all of it right now uh pretty good uh it's it's kind of fun uh talking to our reporters and people from nascar uh, about this whole journey and this uh incredible accomplishment that um jermaine gaming has helped me with and just it's a bit all a very big team effort so, so far, so good, and it's a good way of me getting my personality out there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, displaying my passion about racing and, and uh, racing on NASCAR Heat, so uh, it's definitely been pretty fun, to say the least, yeah. 
Dude, who's been the uh, coolest person? Well, obviously, besides myself. But who's been, like, the yeah. coolest person that you've gotten to uh, mesh with so far from all these interviews and everything? And what's uh, lined up after this? Uh, everyone I've talked to has been really cool. Uh, everyone's been, you know, they've been really showing a lot of interest in the pro league mm-hmm. uh, and interest in the championship. So it's just really cool. You have people from, you know, from NASCAR itself, you know, getting me involved in all this. And, you know, I got more opportunities uh, later tonight. I got the NASCAR would be broadcast coming up. So I'm pretty excited nice. for that. Um, Dude, that's big you know, time had, right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. I got um, the racing experts. Justin Malillo has uh, interviewed me a little bit and, um, Terry Sabison uh, from WNDB, um, just a whole lot of other people. People from um, uh, it's just uh, I can't get them on top of my head, but there's so there's like so many. Um, so it's pretty, it's it's just really cool. It's you know you work hard for all this stuff, and you get you get all this uh, kudos and uh, recognition for it. It's it's really cool. And it's also just cool to see how the pro league has grown in such a short time span. So mm-hmm. everything's really looking positive yeah so you're the season two champion we've only had two seasons of this it feels like it's been much longer but i mean you've definitely seen there's a huge growth right now a lot more fans than there were last year and i think a more polished game for you guys to play Uh, i mean what's been the coolest um improvement i think that you've seen over the last two years in the pro league i think the coolest improvement is i mean just, I think one of the coolest ones was the broadcast was really good and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great lineup this year of commentators. Um, unfortunately, Chris Warner couldn't come back, which is unfortunate, uh, but he uh, yeah. did a really good job. But either way, you know, having Rusty Walrus <laughs> as one of the commentators with Hannah Newhouse and uh, Adam Mackey was there for a little bit. It was a really fun. Yeah. Everybody from Motorsport Games with uh, the great. Um, the TV display, um, mm-hmm. the HUD. I, I don't quite know what what to call it so i can't come up with it on the is top that of where head. all the drivers are on screen yeah that but also the the ticker the ticker um, yeah how it went um uh vertically I, I liked how that was laid out when you yeah, put the, uh, everyone on the it. zoom call yeah that was it, really it cool oh. yeah i was gonna say um just how the races went was really good like for the majority of the races went pretty clean and there was a lot of great racing Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our, we had some bump, bumps in a row, but you know overall, was, we had really great competition this year, and uh, also the game itself was much improved. Uh, heat mm-hmm. four was incredible, and then Heat five got better, and uh, allowed us to have some really great racing, especially in the uh, final three races. Dude, that's awesome! That's awesome, and I will say, yeah, the broadcasts were definitely a big improvement this year. It felt like a more um, they had more of an idea of what they were doing out there, and it's really cool to see Rusty. Um, doing the broadcast, Absolutely. you know, even though it was a little confusing at first. It's like, I know him as Rusty Walrus. I don't know who this man Rust- was. It Rusty Cox <laughs> or... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was It was really cool, especially, you know, since he's a very big part of the NASCAR community. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool to see opportunities like that come to fruition. So it was, uh, it was really cool, and he did a great job, so I'm proud of him. Yeah, and obviously Hannah Newhouse is on, um, I believe, oh, MRN. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah, used to hearing her all the it's, time. It's big, so yeah. just professionalism all around. It was really nice. You know, they've done a really good job. Um, so let's talk, though. You mentioned a little bit of bumping and bang. Let's talk about the bump heard around the world here. And um, <laughs> obviously, you know, I think the race coming down to Bristol, especially how they formed the championship, it was three races um, of elimination-style races. What we have Michigan um correct me what's in the middle there what was in the middle because i did watch it phoenix thank you and bristol of all the tracks bristol 
to finish with. And you and uh, Justin Brooks, who I've been watching a lot of the races here, it felt like that was always how it was constantly going between you and Justin, just right behind each other racing so, so well. You know, talk to me about those last 10 laps and what was really going through your mind. Because I could tell, at least from my point of view, you were setting something up and waiting to see what you could do. Because, I mean, personally, you're a very clean driver and you've always shown that all season. So, you know, it felt like you were just biding your time waiting to see what you could manage. Yeah, I like the description of Bumford around the world. That's very <laughs> accurate. Uh, I got a lot. I got a lot of uh, love for that. Actually, it was t- huh. Twitter responses incredible. It was it was really cool. <laughs> but in terms <laughs> of the uh, yeah, so I don't know. I think at that time I already caught him. Um, so the restart was a little shaky, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I that fight, a very final restart. I restarted third, so I was in the bottom lane. And typically, you want to restart high because you're in a better position. Yeah. So at that point, Brooks had a really good restart, and then I was side by side with uh, Gritton, and he bounced off the wall, and then he bounced off me, and I just kept trying to control the car. And then um, I had a little bit of damage from earlier when I hit the outside wall a bit, and then I think uh, Harbin got me in the rear, so I think that definitely gave me some rear damage. So then I was about four or five tenths maybe behind uh, Brooks, I think, maybe even a little, I don't know exactly, but either way, there was a gap um between us and then throughout that run i just started gaining and gaining and gaining on him like we were really like we had a really good short run car but um i was honestly surprised how long the short car how how well the car you know held up because we had a really good long run too but i figured he'd be just a tad better on the long run than i was but i was still having a lot of momentum and i was still able to catch up to him and put a fight and i was little did i know it well Little did I know at the time I was going to get to his rear bumper and tend to go. I was trying to make moves. I was trying to go high, yeah. Trying to set up a run there, see if I can get him on the outside, but it really wouldn't work. Typically, the best line you can use around the track is around the middle. Um, yeah, absolutely agree the, with that. The, P, the PJ one that you see on the bottom, it's it's not really effective. It's very slow and mm-hmm. it becomes very tight off exit. So there's really no way I was going to be able to actually try and make a move on the bottom. So I was kind of either trying to like use the outside and I will just try and open up the entrance and then try and shoot down off the exit, try and do a switch back. But that I, it almost worked, but it really didn't. So then it was about three to go or five to go. I was thinking, man, I might have to put the bumper to him because we are faster than him by like a 10th a lap or so. And I just, this is our one shot. So I put the bumper with three to go, just moved off the track just a little bit. And then he kind of door banged me on the front straight. And then I, you know, we kept out a little more contact to one and two, and he kept door banging me. And then we unfortunately kind of had contact <laughs> on the back stretch of three, uh, two to go. And then he hit the wall pretty hard. I wasn't trying to put him into the wall. I wasn't, bleh. yeah, I wasn't but you guys were racing him. with three to yeah, go. Yeah, it was I just mean. like I wasn't trying to wreck him or put him in the wall. I was just trying to move him just a bit so I could get under and make the pass because mm-hmm. uh, we, were, we were faster. Um, and yeah. then once we got the move done and I saw we had a good gap, just had to keep running. And yeah. then we started we started pulling away those last two laps, and then going into turn three, the, over, the emotions became very overwhelming. And then mm-hmm. uh, came across the line of one, and it was just surreal. I it was I couldn't believe it. Uh, I could already I, I don't have notifications on my iPad or phone, but I could already kind of sense the social media blowing up. <laughs> oh yeah, I, was, I could already kind of tell because I had a lot of people who have been very supportive through me this season and just. You know, it was 
I, I mean, that was intense. And honestly, I mean, you know, it was, I got a lot of flack for it, um, but I got a lot of love for it. A lot of people respected the move. Like there was people from all around. I think even people from iRacing followed me, uh, which is kind of crazy. People, you know, following me after that race. That was pretty cool. And um, I think everybody is, even interviewers from you know, the um, the media last week and uh, so far this week, they've been, they were talking about how incredible the race was and how yeah. intense it was and how that bump was just well thought out and how that really made the race and how, and it just, it meant a lot to me because they said, you know, you didn't do anything wrong. You, you gave him a little bump and that's all it was. I was Bristol. I was Bristol, baby. Mm-hmm. So, that's um, Bristol, baby. Was, um, yeah, I really, I don't know. That definitely, it was definitely the bumper run of the world because it really um, <laughs> made the uh, Bristol race and the finale really exciting. So that's, that's good to hear. So uh, hopefully we can keep that, um, that incredible momentum this season um, and bring it to the next season, but also bring it off season. Cause uh, I do plan on trying to grow my social media fan base and try and just get myself out there more, kind of plug myself. Cause that's something that, I really want to get good at because that's very important, especially in the world of, you know, esports and the world of NASCAR, just being able to talk to people and, you know, kind of, you know, just have people, you know, to talk to you, have friends and all that. So, um, exactly. but it was, yeah, been just overall a great race, but a great season. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, if you look at last year's championship, how it ended, that was an absolute uh, mailstorm of what was going on out oh, there. Yeah. So I think uh, as far as that goes, this championship was run a lot better. And honestly, that's a lot better of a move for a championship, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and I mean, dude, it was very reminiscent of Jeff Gordon versus Rusty Wallace in 2002 at Bristol. The, just get the bump and run, try and get him. And, you know, obviously Rusty wasn't a happy camper after that because that's a win right there. But that's that's racing, in my opinion. And honestly, I, I think that a lot of people would say Justin would probably do the same thing to win a championship. So Hey, I'm really happy for you in that regard. Thank so, you. you know, you were talking about the future. You're talking about growing your um your social media following, which honestly, I think after this week and the next week, <laughs> that shouldn't be too hard with all the podcasts and uh, radio shows you're going on. So that'll definitely help. Um, oh, yeah. But what are the plans in the future? So obviously with NASCAR Heat 5 come, um, already out at this point, you got next season to look forward to, I would assume, unless you're just going to retire on top like Peyton Manning did. <laughs> Um, yeah, so definitely plan on trying to do season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely, that's definitely the plan. And, uh, I just want to keep doing this for a while because I feel like personally, and also with the team, Jermaine Gaming, um, we're in a really good spot right now. And yeah. you know, I just kind of hope to go to flow and see how everything go- goes. And, um, yeah, I just hope to keep it up. And I just feel like also with this, this championship and I'll, I'll be honest, I've gained like 90 followers this like the past three days. Ooh. Big so time. like, um, <laughs> like it's been pretty crazy. So like growing that fan base, yeah. So pretty much like I, since this championship really kind of elevated my my um presence, I guess, and it's really made me more made me more confident, and it's really earned. I feel like people have I've earned people's respect in that sense, where you know I've really worked hard all season and never gave up and always kept trying. Um, you know, just try and do the best that I can to promote NASCAR Heat as a whole, and mm-hmm. just try and be that ambassador in a way. Um, try and be the guy that people look up to in terms of NASCAR heat. So that would be pretty. That would be pretty cool. I uh, just kind of just be that that good guy, like that Carl Edwards kind of guy in a sense. Yeah. Um, it, well, except you have a championship. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I saw. Come on, he has he has a Bush championship. So well, listen, um, listen, nationwide hey, Bush, whatever. <laughs> Carl Edwards. I mean, but I don't know. Just F in the chat, and, real quick. <laughs> yeah, just kind of be that. Um, I don't know. Just try and stay true to myself. Just keep working hard in this and keep this up for as long as I can. And just kind of, I don't know. Just keep trying to help NASCAR Heat. Just try and help everybody involved, and just try and continue to improve and try and get better to hopefully uh defend the championship next year so um yeah maybe uh taking a little break but i'm still on master heat no no doubt i'm still working hard right now actually was working on some cars and just trying to keep up to date so um yeah yeah you've done a lot with jermaine racing though i will say i mean wasn't weren't they you and your playstation teammate have done a lot to really bring them to the forefront in the last year i mean they weren't really top tier in season one right uh, last season they got tenth in the team championship because yeah, that's how so you it was. did a lot and, for them. The, you and your teammate on on PlayStation did a lot yeah. for them this year. Yeah, and it's a team effort. Uh, it's yeah, definitely, exactly. Um, it's it's you know I really couldn't have done it without um, Sam Jones, our team person. Uh, she's done a really great job um, with this whole Jermaine Gaming program. Mm-hmm. And obviously, got to thank Kyle Arnold for uh, you know helping me throughout the season. He's been a really great mentor for me personally. He's done a really great yeah. job, you know, getting me and you know in the zone just mindset and just helping me with the cars and i obviously got to say shout out to matt billingsley uh or scout bunk as we call him uh for all this help too with the setups uh, he's been a really big help and just everybody from jermaine uh you know it's just been really cool and even ty dylan has you know he actually dm me on instagram i uh, saying congratulations after the first win i had at Watkins glenn so it's it's really been a great team effort and um it's it's been a really big amazing strides that we've put into the Jermaine gaming program this year from last year. Uh, it's really been, uh, you know, last year they got 10th. Uh, I wasn't with them then, but then we came here this year, won the driver's championship, but also the team championship too. And that's just, I don't think it's been done before. So it's been really, really great season. And um couldn't be prouder to represent everybody at Jermaine racing and Geico. Also Geico. I got a shout out to Sir. that. Um, you know, <laughs> saving 15% or more. Uh, we saved a lot of, <laughs> we saved a lot of um, 50% in the races, I'll tell you that. Uh, we've been clean all season. Um, so, yeah, it's been um, it's been a dream season and hope to keep this up. Yeah, transition, Danny, I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move a, a little bit away from talking about the normal stuff. So, um, do you uh, – so you're on Xbox, obviously. This is a chance for you now to make fun of PlayStation. I'll give you like a minute to do oh, it man. if you want to make fun of PlayStation. <laughs> Um, I don't really. I mean, I've only raced them like three times anyway. So, but all I gotta say is, uh, the Xbox guys uh won all the pole positions and won all the races. So, sir, that's anything to to go up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, you know I mean, maybe the big factor is probably the graphics card is a little bit. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> maybe, but uh, I don't really have any. I have respect for all the PlayStation guys. Um, you know, they do really, they're really competitive and do a great job what mm-hmm. they do. I mean, you know, Harbin was really great to race with and so was Gritton and even other guys like Castro, uh, Rothgabe and, um, you know, Parker, for example. And I think even, you know, Mike, Mike Brass, there's a lot of great guys who I race mm-hmm. against with on the PS4 sides and they're really, they're really clean too. So, uh, shout out to them for, uh, racing me really hard and clean. So that was really good. They're all very fast and competitive. I mean. Having all 28 guys out in track was uh, really great. It was a really great way to promote the game. I, it went really well. I'm, I'm really happy about it. So, yeah, they're yeah. really good. But don't well, forget besides... that uh, just yeah. oh. everyone's got to remember that uh, Xbox 
once again, they won all the polls in the races. So, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, keep that in mind, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm personally an Xbox gamer, uh, you know, so just saying this is like two versus nobody else on the podcast of the PlayStation. Yeah. Kevin yeah. would have been the PlayStation guy, but Kevin oh, boy. Noah stock he today. So it's all good. <laughs> um, besides though, the 20 hours a day you seem to put in practicing on NASCAR heat, what other games do you have time to play on Xbox that you might enjoy in your free time? 20 hours you're 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 really stretching it honestly like maybe like sorry 23 I, hours whatever oh yeah yeah yeah. one yeah, i know hours. you guys put in a lot of hours into those practice sessions yeah so um i don't know i honestly really don't have a strict regimen on when i practice to be honest i only go on at night like during the day i really don't do any i just like especially in the summer i gotta just um you know hang out with family to be honest and uh or now as i'm heading to sophomore year of college i'd be doing homework and studying um because like at the start of the season i was uh doing exams and and whatnot in finals for the first few races of the season i think like maybe the first three or four so i had that going for me and then uh, late at night i'd just go on talk to my my team and we just kind of go back and forth off the setups and we go into the actual official practice sessions and see how the track was and how the car felt and kind of you know ping pong ping pong ideas off of each other and see what works and what doesn't what's good in a short run, but what can we do to also make it really good in the long run, stuff like that. So we definitely mm-hmm. put a lot of effort into it. It's, you know, I mean, people give, give us a lot of flack, but you know, there's a lot of, like, there's, there's a lot to this game and a lot, like there's a lot in the track. There's a lot in the uh, actual car setups. It really is. You can't just go in and, you know, expect to be something, you know, you really have to put hard work. Hard work is what gets you there. So it's, it's a lot of hard work and that's really awesome to, to see and to know that all the hard work is paid off. No, it's awesome, dude. Um, so there, you just only play NASCAR Heat, then come on, man. There's got to be oh, other things that you oh, can NAS- do. Oh, yeah, I didn't answer that part. My bad. Um, no, you're good. I'm joking. Yeah. So primarily, I race. I do racing games. So like, I on occasion I'll go on like Project Cars or a set of Corsa or something like that. A set of Corsa, I've heard wonderful things about. Yeah, it's really good. I'm not as good on there personally because I don't have as much experience on there. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever done a league race, but it's really fun. Um, but I also started getting into Call of Duty Warzone. Um, mm-hmm. so that's been pretty fun to play with my friends as like a little breather. So like any, once I'm uh, doing, yeah. Any uh, recent dubs in that game? Yeah, there's been some recent dubs with a certain someone. So <laughs> yeah, I wonder um, who that person I wonder who been. that guy is. Yeah. You know, my back is killing me by the way. Oh, listen, I'm, <laughs> I've, I've played it for like four weeks. Give me, give me, give I'll me give some, you, I'll give you some slack. If you guys yeah, haven't figured it out, me and, me and Dan have, uh, <laughs> played a game or two of warzone it's actually a lot of fun playing yeah. with you and uh getting to getting to know some of the other nascar heat guys on there. oh yeah They're, yeah we play guys with are the... multi-talented that's that's impressive man dude maybe one day we'll get you in a call of duty tournament oh good grief <laughs> um that's not a good idea yeah we I, we play i play with um for example with zader and ogle uh some of the guys mm-hmm. are racing the pro league uh but um overall it's a you know like once i'm doing my car setups and you know i do all that yeah. beforehand and i either if it's a league race or if i'm by myself from people testing you know once it gets to a point where i'm satisfied or if i know i need a break then i just go in warzone for a little bit and you know, play a few matches then maybe go on a little bit you know the biggest thing with actually going back to the practicing but the biggest thing about practicing is making sure you don't overdo it like if yeah. you're on it too much you'll probably get burnt out and mm-hmm. there are a few points like the two-week period we're practicing for 
Bristol. Like I was yeah. kind of burning myself out a little bit and I needed to step away. And then once I got back into it, I kind of remembered what line I was using and what I was doing. So it's really important it's like riding to not a bike. Yeah, it's like it's like when you're working out and you kinda over push it and you get you know, you, you know how you need time to rest. Yeah. It's a huge you, part. And you don't give when you don't give yourself time to rest, like you don't perform as well and it really takes a toll on your body. Like mm-hmm. I've done that before where I've worked out and like I've um done too many sit ups in a day. <laughs> to, like, Whoa, like, don't flex on us too hard here. I, hey, I used to do I'm my the whole pandemic has thrown off my schedule, so I I'm starting to slowly get back into it. But I could do like 300 sets, like 300 sit-ups. Whoa! And like, but then I do it again late at night, and that would make me too sore. So like, I really yeah. can't perform as well. You know, it's the same thing on heat because you don't really want to overthink things. You don't want to push too hard and make. You know, you don't want to get you know tied up into where you're over adjusting and you're because yeah. that's a thing you can over adjust and also with um. You know, I run a fried force feedback, so sometimes your arms can get a little tired. But I've, I've heard, never, really, I've, I've heard never, that. actually, I've never had that issue. I've actually been pretty good with that. So okay, so now but, you're flexing yeah. on us that you do 300 setups a day and that you don't get tired. In used, your arms. To, used to, used I to, I can't okay. anymore. I can do, I can do like 160 now. That's still, listen, man. That's all still of good. my male listeners are gonna feel like emasculated now having listened to this interview. So listen, thank you for yes, that one. Yeah, every day. Yeah. <laughs> So I want to go um, kind of pick your brain a little bit. Every single gamer has that first game that they got that made them fall in love with a certain genre. For me, the reason I love NASCAR today is because when I was seven years old, I received NASCAR 2001 as like my first ever video game. And ever since then, it was over. I love NASCAR. For you, what was the first racing game you ever got that made you fall in love with uh, racing games in general? Um, actually, the reason... Um how I got into NASCAR or the, the way I got into NASCAR actually it doesn't make sense grammatically uh, how I got into NASCAR <laughs> is um actually through the Pixar Cars movie um you're kidding but, no I'm not kidding um so I was I've always loved cars when I was a baby um yeah. my parents had matchbox cars hot wheels and my mom said that my first word was Chevy but I'm not too sure if that's correct if it is I am very happy with that <laughs> that's I'm very beautiful proud of um so yeah, so I always loved cars, but then when I found the coming attractions for uh, the Pixar movie Cars, I had to see it. Like, yeah, see. of course. And it was my first time in the movie theater, and it was probably one of the most memorable days because at that point, I found a little diecast car I had. Um, it had a car with a number on the side, and I told my mom, hey, these cars are real, and I want to watch racing. And the rest is history. Uh, forced my parents to get cable. And every Sunday, I kept watching the races. And then it got to a certain point. Um, my first full... I started watching NASCAR 2006. So I was like five around then. Okay. Um, so I started watching at that point, because that's when Cars came out. Yeah. Um, right. My first Jimmy, full... Beginning of the Jimmy domination. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, my first full-time season watching was 2007, because that was like when I started watching the speed mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and... Then it was at that point my parents bought a console and a racing, a little racing wheel and NASCAR 08. Um, <laughs> that was the uh, new gen at the time. Yeah. That wasn't the old PS2. That was a new gen. So it was oh, like yeah, you got the fancy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I actually had a PlayStation 3 at the time. Then I moved yeah. to Xbox later on. But Well, we'll um, forgive you for that. Yeah, yeah, forgive me for that. So I had that game and I didn't take it as seriously at first. I was wrecking cars, but 
Yeah. Then, like, when I was around 9 or 10, I started taking it a little more serious. I still had the assists on, like, traction control, ABS, yeah. automatic transmission. But then uh, when I was around 13, 14, I started delving into the uh, not only NASCAR heavily, but also the F1 games more. So mm-hmm. um, The Codemasters take over. Yeah, so then I um, started to take the assists off and take it more serious because I figured out what league racing was. Then... Mm-hmm. um. Actually, the F1 league racing scene was really big and really well-respected because at that yeah. point, the NASCAR league racing scene wasn't so much of a thing because that was mm-hmm. when um, the Nork started to... That was the biggest, but then it kind of veered off. So it really wasn't anywhere. I can really cut my teeth in and really earn people's respect. So then I moved to F1 at that point and then um, did that, made it to top tier with like in four months, which is crazy. And I raced against guys like... Brendan Lee, and I, my first thing to race against Brendan Lee, who's a two-time F1 Esports champion, and he didn't race four races, but I won two of those, so I, I'm happy to be a two-time winner in the top tier. That's really cool. Then That's I raced really against, cool, man. I raced against um, Brendan. Then the competition got way, way better in the next two seasons, so it wasn't as good for me. So I raced against Brendan Lee, Sally, Timur Saltunch, uh, James Doherty, you're also known as T-Roll Limitless. Um, ah, yes, I'm familiar with that, actually. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, um, some guys who are really well-respected in the F1 esports scene now, and or were at the very start. Um, so that was really cool. But then it wasn't really for me, so then I decided, you know, I'm going to go back to NASCAR. And uh, actually, you know, before that, I did some more Project Cars, and that didn't really work out for me. So then I went back to NASCAR, uh, full-time league racing in the sense, um, while still managing, you know, putting more effort into school. And then the Pro League attraction came out, and then, um, you know, I did it for fun. I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know, you miss every shot you don't take. And it was around that time I was trying to get into colleges and all that. And um, which I did so. I got into a lot, but it was still like a very big money issue for us. And then um, the rest is history, pretty much. You know, I got, you know, made season one and then season two. And now we're champions. So it's been a very big, very fast, rapid rise to the top. But it's like, it's still very humbling for sure. It's, it's pretty crazy. You know, I look back at my young self when I was racing NASCAR weight and, you know, that kid had no <laughs> idea what was coming next. So, yeah. Yeah, just in a short amount of time and a couple of uh, name brand changes, I guess, in the NASCAR yeah. licensing. Yeah. Oh, man, sure. I, I, I will admit, uh, and a lot of people maybe have, like, uh, rose, like, um, colored glasses or rose-tinted glasses with the EA sports games, but they are still a lot of fun. I... I definitely have fun with the um, NASCAR Heat games we have now, but I mean, just because those were my first games I ever played, it's like those always held a special place in my heart. And then, like, I had Dirt to Daytona. I got, like, one of the EA Sports F1 games, which is an absolute ancient yeah. relic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. And, and for me, a lot of the racing I do is, like, I, I love Forza. Just um, it's, it's, it's just the right combination of simulation and arcade right. for me to... I, I play on a controller because I'm an absolute lunatic, but um, sooner <laughs> than later I'll get my uh, my steering wheel. So um, I want to ask, so growing up watching NASCAR starting around 2006, 2007, who was your favorite driver? Who'd you look up to the most? Um, when I started off racing, um, once again, the Cars movie influenced me. So I yeah, saw obviously. Number... So it was Lady McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carnation's my favorite driver. Um, <laughs> um, but... Um, so I saw this number eight car that was in the movie, and I'm like, hey. And I saw, watching the NASCAR races, and I recognized that car, and I'm like, hey, I recognize that. And then I became a very big Dale Jr. fan. Um, 
throughout throughout my whole existence, I became a really big junior fan. And then once he retired, I started to become a uh, a Kyle Busch fan, uh, Chase Byron fan, and now I'm I'm starting to really respect Ty Dillon, of course. And yeah, being a part of Jermaine Racing, he's two time stage winner Ty Dillon the U. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Wait, that's, that's a really that's good a big thing. But he's a really good driver, though. I I'll look at a, a really lot of his driver. I really look at a lot of his performances this year, and he's really been able to do a great job. Uh, you know, I look at the All Star race, especially, and yeah, over. Um, you know, I I really think we should have been in the All Star race. We were looking really good there, and um, Ty is also just a great person. On top of that, I really mm-hmm. you know respect him. He's a really great guy. He does a lot. Um, he, he's always he was always supporting me throughout the season, and uh, he's just a really great guy in general. He's mm-hmm. you know he's I, I don't know how to say I don't know how else to say he's just really been he's a very supportive person and a great team a great team guy and yeah exactly I just and he's also really great um he's great off the track but he's really great on the track and you know mm-hmm. every you know every year he's really proved it and he has had a lot of great performances this year and uh, just really uh, proud of him and you know he's definitely somebody who I'm looking up to. It's Daytona this weekend. We got a wild card race. Yeah, and actually, this episode will come out after Daytona. But do you want to make a uh, bold prediction then for Ty Dillon? Well, I think he'll have a really strong run because I remember his rookie year or his sophomore year, he got a top five, I think. Yeah, Daytona. Um, yeah. He's really he good seems to run well at Talladega too. Yeah, I mean, also last year he got a stage win in the Geico Five Hundred, which is yes, huge. sir, like very huge. Yeah, so, huge for the brand, huge for him. Yeah, so like that, you know how strong the how strong Jermaine has been on restricted plates. Um it's obviously gonna be Daytona. You know, there's not much you can do about it. Um but I yeah. think knowing how strong the whole Jermaine Geiger racing team is with Ty Dillon, you know, I think they'll have a really strong result. I really hope they can win because that would be such a massive boost for the team. I really would like to see them and it be in the playoffs. That would be incredible and I'll probably be jumping up and down. So if that would Ty be can win that would be that would be great. But uh, I expect a really strong run from them. That'll be insane. Um, got a few more questions for you. So, in the in the future, at some point, do you ever see yourself maybe stepping into like a real race car? Maybe not to race, but per se, but you know, just to test or something. You know, because I feel like you know that's every like driver's dream is to be able to step into like a big time NASCAR stock car, whatever they uh, their dream is. You know, Man, you know that's crazy. That's been one of the most frequently asked questions I've been. <laughs> Ask. I'm sorry like, that great. I'm very boring with my no, questions here. No, it's all here. good. No, I honestly, but like my answer is a hundred percent. Like if I had that opportunity, I'd take it with you know open arms. Um, because you know you don't. That's every racer's dream. It's a driver a race car, so that would be really cool. I mean, obviously, yeah. money's been a very big. You know, I I couldn't even go to the colleges I wanted to because of how pricey mm. it was. So I mean, it's of difficult course. for you know all that, but. You know, I think that if I had the opportunity to test something, even, you know, like I'd definitely do it. That would be a oh, yeah. true. So, yeah, I'll definitely would. take that with open arms for sure. All right, let's see. Maybe this will be a little bit of a question that you haven't asked. If you do get that opportunity, uh, what track is your dream track to race on in real life then? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> there's quite a few. I mean, obviously, you got to say Daytona is one <laughs> of them. Indianapolis is right up there at the very top. Okay. I've always loved Indianapolis, the history of the track. Whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR, mm-hmm. it's always been a very special place in my heart because I'm a very big NASCAR's number one, but racing in general is yeah. my passion and my love. So yeah. Indianapolis, um, you know, either like for both tracks I just mentioned, either the oval or the road course. 
I love both of them either way. Oh yeah, the um, Indy Road Course is. I I love the Indy Road Course. And the Daytona and, Road Course is iconic too. But I mean, the Indy Road yeah. Course is one of the most beautifully flowing tracks. It's one of my favorites yeah. to race on on video yeah. games. So you know, even Charlotte, for example, because that's the heart of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dover is my so home. Fun. Dover is my home track. Oh okay. Martin Shirks um, Jr. in the chat. Yeah, I, that's my. That's a very. That's the location of my very first NASCAR race. So really, okay, very that's cool, man. Special place in my heart. Darlington, even Bristol, mm-hmm. like Darlington and Bristol. Those are just the NASCAR tracks I would go to. Well, now, what about non NASCAR tracks? So definitely short tracks. Definitely okay. short tracks. So like Nashville Fairgrounds or like Great a short track or like a short track in North Carolina, like. Ooh, I don't know. Hickory. Um, oh. I, there's probably more that I don't know of. You probably would know. You, like, you short... would, you'd be more interested in the short track racing, I can see. I, I, that yeah, got you a well, like, bit that's more where amped. all the, like, that's where all the, it's just, there's always a common theme of just like all like where everyone starts out, it seems like in the late models and stuff. Yeah. You know, that would be really, um, that'd be really cool. Like, I don't know, maybe even New Smyrna, even though that's in, yeah, Florida. That's even that's in Florida. Like that's you know, my, anything that's my like that. Stomping ground, buddy. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say Myrtle Beach, but they're closing down. So yeah, we don't, that, we don't, we don't need to. That. Um, but actually, maybe even um New Jersey Motorsports Park because I went there go karting. It's a road course in New Jersey. That's cool. Um, Arca race there, and the uh, Menards East series went there a few times. Yeah, I, there's a lot of tracks that be in my bucket list, but. If I did ever get the opportunity to test something, I would definitely take up open arms. But hopefully, it'd be a successful one. Hopefully, I, if I were to do it, hopefully, it'd be really good and turn some heads. Hopefully. All right. But so I, don't let's... Know I don't know if it'll happen, but that would be great. I mean, you never know, man. You're yeah. you're young. You got a lot of time ahead of you, and I'm sure if if I'm gonna just call my shot, I, I'll say a couple more championships ahead of you, just based on hopefully. The... The, the skill and talent you have. Um, Appreciate it. I wanted to ask you, and obviously we don't have to dive into it, but I've heard rumors about next year's um, Heat game being an absolute game changer. Is there anything you can comment on that? Because I definitely heard some uh, rumors going around and seen some message boards on, on the internet. Like, this, this game is going to be, like, huge for the NASCAR Heat. Fr- well, they're changing the name, but the NASCAR um, franchise in general with video gaming. Yeah, so I don't know much about it, but I just know after working with the Motorsport Games people and uh, everybody from NASCAR Heat now, I can say that I am very confident in their abilities to make a really good game. Um, they've done a really <laughs> great job of the Pro League this season, and they're doing yeah. really, they did a re- you know they did a really good job of NASCAR Heat Five. You know, they're putting out some really good content, you know, on social media, and I'm just really optimistic with how they performed this year with everything uh, the NASCAR whatever it be called. It could be NASCAR Thunder 2021 or NASCAR. Oh, don't get me excited like that. Come on. I, I don't know. But, like, I mean, I'm just really optimistic because I know they'll do a really good job because they are very, very hardworking people. Mm-hmm. And they're very, um, they're very passionate and they, they know what they're doing. So uh, I don't know much about it. But all I know is that um, we're in good hands and that I mm-hmm. know that'll be something really good. And I'm hoping. Good. I'm hoping that they're able to do something like what the uh, Codemasters F1 games have done. With cool. their improvements, because I mean, the my career mode that they've added to it is basically the icing on the cake. But the fact that the drivers all progress and degress is a really cool feature, and I hope that's yeah, that added really to cool. the games. Yeah. Um, I know. Obviously, I've heard that like it's a little more difficult with NASCAR just because of like sponsorship and uh, manufacturing ties. 
with moving drivers from rides, but um, I'm yeah. hoping to see more of that in the future. And, you know, I, I would hope to see the advancement. I don't, I, I, you know, advancement of, like, truck drivers moving to Cup for, like, one-off races yeah. in career mode. I think that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be really cool, you know, I think for the, the community. But I think, you know, for fun. me, it's a little different. Um, yeah. Like, I really think with the Pro League, you know, I think. Yeah, obviously. That. And I know for a fact it's just going to get bigger and bigger, you know, after considering how, how many views we've been getting for all the races this, in the second season. Um, it'll mm-hmm. definitely be, it's going to, we're in good hands. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm optimistic. So, yeah. Perfect. Um, okay. Just a few more questions. I know I keep saying that. I wanted okay. to ask yeah. you, how does it feel to have yourself in a video game? Like, I mean, that's oh, got to be, like, people can actually drive as you in the NASCAR. Yeah. Heat if you didn't know that you can drive as Daniel <laughs> in the game. You can drive as all the NASCAR heat pro racers in there. So, I mean, what's that like to be able like, Hey, I'm in a video game. Yeah. I haven't been asked that one yet. So thank you for asking that. Um, Dude, thank you. I appreciate so, it. So <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's really, it's, it's so hard to fathom because, you know, like I said, I I remember um, when I was I remember going when I was seven and I had the NASCAR game and just seeing you know, the ability to play Dale, Dale Jr., Jimmy Johnson, Kyle yeah. Busch, um, Jeff Gordon, you know, Tony Stewart, like all those guys in the game, and Mark Martin even, and Carl Carl Edwards, like you know, all the those legend. guys, and you'd be like, man, it'd be so cool, like you know, I I the fun fact when I would play those games, like I really wouldn't play as them, I would. I've always wanted to have my own identity, so I'd always make custom cars and race my custom cars because yes, I always wanted to have my own personal. I didn't want to race like a driver. I didn't want to. I wanted to be myself, so I've yeah. always wanted to have my own custom thing. I as a thing I always did since I was seven. So um, to see this, where you can, I, I'm in a game and I could play as myself in Nashville Five. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's it's humbling, and it's all thanks to everybody from Jermaine Racing and Geico and everybody NASCAR Eat Motorsport Games for that. It's incredible. So it's just really awesome. And you know, I showed my friends that, and they're they're going, they they thought it was so cool that I'm in a video game. And <laughs> I told them even you know winning the championship, they like man, I got the best friends ever. They're so supportive of me. So it's dude, that's um, good, man. Good people. So um, yeah. And now that I mentioned that, people listening to this or people who are you know seeing us on Twitter or YouTube or whatever. Uh, you have no choice. Uh, please race as me in the uh, Geico <laughs> in the Geico machine number thirteen. Yes, that's right. We got thirteen on the quarter panel. Uh, yeah, I'm, so I'm here for the quarter you know, panel numbers. Personally. Yeah, quarter panel numbers. Them. You know, people are gonna be mad, but hey, I love it. It's really cool. So yeah, if anybody, <laughs> anyone of you watching it, no, but for real, anyone listening to this, it would really mean a lot to me if you. Uh, you know, you play as my car- as me in the video game at any track or whatnot in the cup cars. Um, and if you do, uh, shout me out on Twitter. You know, add me on Twitter. Say, hey, you know, I got your car. That'd be really cool. So I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Dude, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. All right, so last question. Um, I ask everyone, this comes on the podcast, if you can go back in time to any moment in NASCAR history and witness it live at the track, which moment are you going back to? Um, so the first, this is a weird. I'm gonna have a lot, but this is one of the first ones. Um, probably go to Airbase Speedway. <laughs> okay, I don't um, even know what that is. So in like really, please. so that was I'm that, unfamiliar. So Slap Shoes made a YouTube video that pretty much blew up, where he found this track called Airbase Speedway in Greenville, mm-hmm. South Carolina, which people had often thought was Greenfield Pickens, 
Okay. Um, but it's not. It was a track that they raced at only once in 1951, and there was no real record of the track even existing, but they said they raced there. So it was a big discovery to have find photos and proof that Airbase Speedway was an actual thing. And lo and behold, the whole it took them a week, and they figured out they found press clippings from 1951 showing the track that it was real, like actual, actual live shots of them racing at Airbase Speedway. Oh, wow. So, what kind of track was it? Really cool. It was a half-mile dirt track. Oh, interesting. Um, it had billboards. They raced at night in 1951. Really? And, um, yeah, so that's huh. probably why it only lasted a year, because it was a lot of money. Yeah. But they put um, this, some sort of chemical on the dirt so that there wouldn't be any dust. But the bad thing oh. about that was um, everyone was kind of breathing in those chemicals. Yeah, so. that sounds very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, so definitely that sounds like a class action lawsuit. Uh, yeah. I, learned that about that. I learned about that in um, business law and even mentioned in the video. Cause, yeah, that'd be a lot of people be mad about that. Yeah, um, so I would probably that. So. Um, maybe the 1979, 1979 Daytona 500, um, just because of how incredible that was, you know, that, how pivotal that race is. Um, in NASCAR, I'm trying to think of like a mystery one, like this one that would have me going nuts. Um, Dude, that 1951 Airbase Speedway one has me going nuts because that's the first time A I've ever heard this on the podcast, and B that sounds absolutely preposterous that they would yeah, even have a race like, like that. That would be one like just to see a race there. That'd be really, and even back in the good old days, you know, like Buck Baker yeah. and the Fox, you know, and Petty, oh, yeah. you know, that'd be. That'd be crazy. Um, probably also like late, like nineties to early two thousands, anywhere in there. Like if I like to see you know Adam Petty race, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, his win Texas. Gordon. I think he got it at. No, Charlotte and Arca. Charlotte, thank yeah. you. Ar- Ron, Ar- Ron D shaped oval. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like Earnhardt race and Petty race, Richard Petty yeah. and anything like that. Um, yeah. I mean, anytime really, because I just love racing as a whole. So, um. Yeah, it was something that I came up with. Dude, thank you so much for coming on. This has been an absolute pleasure. We have yeah, you're you're the first like you know major champion, I guess, um, that we've had on the podcast, and that's no disrespect. Yeah, that's, well, that's crazy. We had Arkham Menards <laughs> champion Austin Terrio on the podcast, so I guess that's really cool. That's really I mean dope. that's really cool too. But uh, you know, you're the most recent. Let me rephrase that most recent champion to come on the podcast. So thank you so much, Dan. It means so much to have you on. Season two E NASCAR Heat Champion Daniel Botafogo, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel, once again for coming on. It's a shame that you aren't Team PS4 like us uh, individuals, but hey, nonetheless, great season. Congrats on the championship, and uh, hopefully next year you can uh, come to the good side. Kevin, I can't believe you got the sentence out of your mouth without someone hacking your account. I know, right? <laughs> All right. Okay. So my anyways, dad actually let's... works at Microsoft. <laughs> As all the Xbox game chats would say way back when. All right, Anthony, what's well, next? I'm sure, I'm sure his pension's going real well because Bill Gates is not a selfish man in any way, shape, or form. No, I don't know. Of course. Um, all right, so let's round out the field here. So I, we, we mentioned it briefly, but um, F1... Um, has an oval, technically. Not really. <laughs> so, um, Bahrain is going to host a doubleheader to finish the season. We did mention this, but we didn't really get the official word. And, I mean, they're going to do the outer 
banks of Bahrain, but I mean, like, what in the world is, are we, like, we have no idea what to expect, Kevin. This is going to be, like, crazy. I hope. Ferrari going to be sad. For Ferrari sure. is going to finish two laps down, probably. Um, Bahrain over. Probably. It's, I'm excited for it, because I've seen the onboard of that track, and the only part where you really lose time to the guy in front of you, um, because there is, is no slipstream, is... Yeah, like the middle sector where it's kind of like the squiggly S's. Uh, but even then, there's not really any... It's not yeah, too bad. You just get dumb speed going. I mean, dude, yeah. you're going to just be topping out. I wonder how engines are going to handle themselves. Like, brakes are going to be... <laughs> like, they're going to be like heavy on the brakes a lot. Like, how many laps is this going to be? 87 laps. <laughs> oh, my God. These brakes are going to explode. This is either the greatest thing that's ever happened to F1 or the worst thing that's ever happened oh, yeah. to F1. I mean, in the, I'm 19, glad they're in, in the 20th century, 21st century. Yeah, it's uh, they it takes some balls to do that. I'll give them that because they could have easily said kind of like they did with uh, Silverstone and Austria. More so Silverstone because I think there are some different layouts they can run there. But yeah, there totally well, are. Yeah, with with Austria, it's just one track. But Bahrain, yeah, I mean, they have I want to say five grade one or grade a whatever they call it uh f1 circuits mm-hmm. so like five different layouts which can host an f1 race and i feel like this one is the next best in terms of not running just the, the same old grand prix layout i mean we're gonna have lap times under a minute i think the average speed is going to be the highest as well i'm not sure if it'll yeah. be monza well, I'm, 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 i will I, say I, I don't that know. i am i am grateful um that these corners are like actual slow corners because i mean i just don't want an incident like 2005 indy where it's just these tires are not going to handle these high speeds there's um, no banking they have to deal with uh, it's a pretty too. flat track um it is. and no diamond grading which was a big issue that indy was for, yeah well we don't need them. to worry yeah. about that because <laughs> that's just the dumbest anyways um i mean yeah i i am looking forward to it there is an actual oval though like on Bahrain, it's um, it's the pit road or not the pit road. It's like on the front straightaway, and then there's like a little oval. I'm actually gonna send it to you right now. It's like around the drag strip. And Wait. honestly, I I kind of wish they were doing this like a 200 lap race around. <laughs> I mean, hey, if, it... if if NASCAR ever wants to have another international race instead of sending them to uh, Suzuka in Japan, send them to Bahrain or Twin Twin Motegi. Did you, did you get the picture? Uh, let me check. It's in general. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's a legitimate oval. <laughs> that is indeed better yeah, than Monza uh... oval too, because uh, no one's gonna like you know go flying off the banking. Yeah, or say any uh, poor choices. Okay. Words. Anyways, okay. moving okay. along. <laughs> uh, um, what else we got from uh, rounding out the field? Um, any silly season news? Besides, we, all, uh... I mean, there's been some like paint schemes dropping again. Because yeah. oh, by the way, they're racing there this weekend at Darlington. Nothing's been confirmed, I think, in terms of silly season updates. We we've we've heard some rumors. Um I got one. Hang on. Yeah, that, that uh, we're gonna keep secret, I think, for now. Um and we'll see how things play up. But yeah, I mean we I would get into more stuff upcoming this weekend, but like Anthony mentioned earlier, we do have a massive playoff preview that will be coming out later this week. Yeah. We'll be making our Dar- Darlington picks there. Yes, and 
I mean, 500 miles or not miles. Yeah. Miles at Darlington is one of my favorite races of the year. Not only Mm -hmm. just because I've been there, but the tradition along with it, fans will be in the stands, albeit at a limited capacity, but it's good to see, um, Kenny Tharp and, and the group there having a, uh, hopefully a successful weekend ahead. Hey, um, this actual throwback, Trevor Bain, 20 years old is going to be in the truck race. Oh yeah, this that's, weekend. That's Him and Greg fun. Biffle. Yeah, oh. uh, like you see that entry list. He's Trevor Bain. Is he? I don't even know what his sponsorship is. Is he bringing his like coffee shop along with that, or is take it to the coffee shop? I I don't know. Well, that that came out of left field for me because at least at yeah, least Biffle's kind of, been in the conversation. Like, Trevor Bain, like I don't know why he's just been like, yeah, I'm done. It's like, well, uh, maybe not. Like it was very strange. It came completely out of left field, and it's like, I mean, hey, good for him. You know, Nice is a not a bad team. Yeah. So, uh, I'm trying to. Uh, there's a lot of them just dropping this week. I mean, Kyle Busch is doing Elliott Sadler. We got Derek Krause doing 96 Ron Hornaday for the <laughs> truck race because that's a Napa car. Eric Jones is doing a uh, Tony Stewart 2005 scheme throwback, and I was like, wow, that sounds awesome. And then it's literally not orange, first of uh, all. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chad Fincham doing the Dan Marino car is actually lit. That's actually yeah, that's, really nice looking. That's Go super cool. Fins up, baby. Yeah. Um, besides that, yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, we'll get more into it on our next episode, but yeah, we got a fun weekend ahead for us. Uh, shout out, oh, we did miss this. Greg Alding, P2, uh, in that Xfinity race. That's yeah, awesome he, run for that Didn't he do that last year, too? He was up there. I don't know if he got P2, but yeah, he was definitely up there battling for the one No, he's well. finished P2, I think, at Talladega. Okay. He's, he's, he was sneaky there. He, yeah. thought, he, he thought he could sneak by and get a win. I mean, sneaky, if that, if, if Justin Haley decides to go um, below the yellow line for, uh, yeah, to avoid that no reason yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> What's NASCAR going to do? Penalize me? Right, exactly. Um, Michael Jordan is not going to um, be a part-time owner of RPM. I know that was a big rumor. Yeah, I think that it's... Adam Stern, not Stern, texted uh, or tweeted (laughs) today that there is a someone from like racing who's very big involved and someone from the music industry yeah. and i think everyone's pointing to dr dre because the beats connection yeah i could see that and that would be kind of sick honestly yeah also one yeah. more thing uh Noah gregson teased the hell out of uh his oh yeah that he one. is returning to the nine car which is awesome to him um i mean one emoji broke nascar twitter yeah i i don't think he's ready for cup yet but i do think he 100 deserves another shot in xfinity i'm almost Duh. I'm almost bummed for him just because if Sindrick and Briscoe don't move up the cup, we'll see how both of those guys pan out. But, like, that's that's his toughest competition. And if you take those two guys away, then I would say he is all but a championship favorite at that point. Yeah, it depends I mean, he's still to see up if there. Riley Herbst and Harrison Burton, you know, make how big their strides are they make next season. I think Burton has shown a lot of promise this year. Um, I, th- Herbst, I think we were all is, is Riley Herbst, um, and then there's Brandon Jones coming back. Yeah, uh, we have to see what happens with Penske because you know the rumor is that Stuart Haas and Penske might shut down after this year. And there's gonna be no Fords. We should, we should we should clarify that. Yeah, that's in Xfinity, not Cup Series. It's in Xfinity. It's in Xfinity. <laughs> Calm down. Stop 
getting your tweets ready to yell at me. <laughs> um, um, that, I guess, yeah, they're the only two forwards that run in Xfinity. They are the only two full-time forwards, which is really stupid. Ish. That's, uh, that sucks, especially... Yeah, man, if we get, like, Yates, great, eight engines. Yeah. Someone come back. Damn. Maybe. Um, we got some positive news, though. Uh, Jerry Brown, the father of Brandon Brown, has uh, beaten cancer. So, um, awesome. congratulations. Awesome. You know, obviously, awesome. in a tough week where we unfortunately lost Chadwick Boseman to colon cancer, you know, and that's just, yeah. uh, guys, go get checked. I, I, I need to do that, too. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I legitimately, like, need to go get screened and everything because I need to go do my yearly checkup. So, Take it seriously, you know. It's, yeah. it's scary hearing things from the doctor. It's even scarier uh, dropping dead. So, you know, trying to see what else is going on in the news. <laughs> so let's end on a more positive. Uh, well, I was news positive, story. And then I was like, oh yeah, by the way, Chadwick Boseman is dead. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, Ryan really... Vargas just uh, announced his throwback scene, and it's a throwback to the goat. Well, I don't know. not my goat, but uh, Jimmy Johnson. Himself, his uh, remember his '92 the Excedrin car. I'm looking at yeah. it right now. That's that one. I actually awesome. had that car as a diecast as a kid. Awesome, awesome. So good awesome. for him, Ryan Vargas. Good luck, good luck to our boy. This that's a sharp yeah. car, man. Damn. And uh, you know, keep an eye out on Ryan Vargas's car. Yeah. You never know. Uh, you might see your favorite podcast on there. Hint, hint, hint. We might be on a NASCAR because uh we may or may not have helped vargas uh sponsor a little bit we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see well on that note i think it's uh it's it's been real yeah guys thank you for sticking (laughs) around for this long episode i hope you're ready to do it again this week see you guys later uh make sure to follow us on twitter ltl and podcast i've been anthony and i've been kevin love you guys bye hey and now from high above the start finish line at ontario Here is Ken Squire. Covering a city block in less than a second. Who will take the lion's share of $180,000? As it roars into the first turn, and they begin to shuffle down the back straightaway. It is a two-car joust. And now, pulls in to appropriate the lead. Into turn three, he fireballs his way into the lead. Goes out in front by one, two, three-car lengths. Here. It is a game of improvisation being played at its very best right now. All the leading car owners, the patrons of the art are here today. <laughs> Talk about a choo-choo train. And look at that Oklahoma land rush back there. It is going to be a land rush to decide the Daytona 500. It's down to the inside every so often to scoop some fresh air into the automobile because the gauges begin to roll around and get red and rosy out there. The gauges just get red and rosy out there and you have to watch them all the time. Lincoln car thrusting that machine back in front. Sticks it right in there out of turn number four. He may have shot his arrow a little too early here. Earnhardt retiring. The engine caves in on car number two. His car turning out to be a smoker, and that may indeed impair his health for this race. That is Donnie Allison, his engine erupting up here. Johnny Utzman hand grenades the engine. It detonates right at the start-finish line as the hopes of Johnny Utzman go up in smoke. The engine tortured at car number 27 and beginning to give up. The heart of the car beginning to go. And now he begins to ache, he begins to hurt. 
apart. And you can see A.J. Foyt's red machine up against the wall, still smoldering a bit. But if they touch at 190 miles an hour, it's good night, nurse. We've had a rash of yellow fever here today. There you see the Marcus car coming in on the hook. Marcus hopes have evaporated today. As he comes around through where the Holocaust took place in turn number four. Following him, it is a Holocaust. Seven, eight, nine automobiles smashing. Jody Ridley crashing into the infield. Spinning, splashing their way down the road. And his car slithering and sliding down in turn number four. Slipping, sliding through cars. And it's shoot and scoot from here, David. Neil Bonnet, a stout and steady third out here. Allison resting beautifully in third. This is one beautiful driver. Laps beginning to unravel in this magnificent race. Getting some air, gobbling it up into car number 88 to keep the engine cool for that final assault. Burrow's about to make his assault on Donnie Allison. A kamikaze attack. We have our own Banzai pipeline here today, and it's the start-finish line of the Daytona Speedway. Like bullets, they propel themselves out of the corner. And here comes the avalanche, spilling down into the first turn. Now they peel off like a squadron of fighter planes through the slower oh. machines. Oh, Bonnet almost getting pushed out. Bonnet comes to the inside in a slower car. Look at Bonnet looking for room. He can't find it. He's in the box. Starting to move down. He is caught. He moves into the middle. He goes right through the buttonhole, through the eye of the needle. He's still trapped. Heavy traffic, beautiful driving. Draws a bead on the checkered flag as he storms out of turn number four at over 190 miles per hour.